if you have a problem with your man buying something for his baby mama for Mother's Day, then I really suggest you reevaluate your life. Liquor Talk starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk. This is the first installment of the Liquor Talk Executive Series, meaning your boy V sits down with the exclusive, does a one-on-one with a guest, and it's just me, the guest, and some liquor and food. And I get to know the guests on a deeper level, on a one-on-one level, you know? Because I know y'all used to regular look and talk us going crazy and stuff. If you want that, listen to the next podcast, because we got some good for y'all. But tonight, I got a guest in the house who does this thing called the Book of Jugulations, man. It is very interesting, y'all. Without further ado, my first guest on the Liquor Talk exclusive series is none other than Mr. Juggy Fresh. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's happening with everybody? Uh, this is Juggy Savage, mm-hmm. also known as Juggy Fresh, and quite a few other names over the years. <laughs> it's an honor to be the very first yeah, guest uh, on this series, and we got a lot of great content to bring to y'all. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate my dog Vic bringing me on for this. We're going to do it big. Yes, I appreciate it, man. We on this Jim Beam Apple tonight. Um, and he told me he was shocked when I ne- I told him I ain't never had it before. But I said I had to. You know, you know I'll be take care of the guests, y'all. But um, let's go and take this, not this first shot back. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Ooh, very apple Just like Just like the Crown Royal. Crown Apple, I mean. But a little bit smoother, you know? Jim Beam, one of the things about it, people really discard and Uh disregard whiskeys. But when you really get down to the mixing business, and you're trying to make a real drink, Mm -hmm. Jim Beam Apple will take care of you. Oh, so you're saying the Jim Beam Apple over the Crown Apple? As far as mixing is concerned, if you're talking about a shot, Mm -hmm. you got to have Crown. Yeah, gotta have crown. But when you're talking about mixing drinks and you at an event, you know, everybody's not gonna be taking straight shots to the head. They're gonna ask you to make them a drink. That's right. So when they come over your crib and you gotta make them a little drink, mm-hmm. you know, you shake, 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 da, 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 shake, shake, shake. <laughs> you shake right. that gem bean with some other substances, and out comes a nice, really smooth drink that, to be honest, if you give it to the ladies' man, Oh, man, something might happen. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, major keys, y'all. Y'all, that's a major key, y'all. You better whip out that Jim Beam if you want to have the ladies now. That's a major key, y'all. Because most of us, we all think, let's just go ahead and get, grab a crown. It's always the shit you don't think of, you know? That's that's a major key, dog, you know? We drop major keys, y'all. So, my first question tonight is, what got you into doing radio shows, you know? That's actually a question, man. Going back all the way back. Yeah, take it all the way back. To my childhood, um, I grew up, I wasn't allowed to watch an exorbitant amount of TV. I wasn't allowed to sit in front of TV all day. My parents were all about putting me in activities and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So when I got my downtime, I had a radio in my room. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that radio religiously, you know, up in Jacksonville, um, back in the days when T-Roy was there. And yeah. you probably heard the term, do. Duval. Yes, I heard Duval all the time. County. I heard all the time of FAMU. Shout out to Duval. Duval County's finest right here. Listen, and also um, shout out to Duval. Y'all gave me back a good relationship with my mother, so <laughs> shout out to Duval for that. Here we go, baby. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously Easy You created that, and now it's like a big thing. But mm-hmm. um, I used so, to listen to the radio in my spare time, you know, before I was going to bed, when I woke up, when I was taking my breaks. And I've developed a love for radio over necessarily looking at TV programs. 
Yeah. So when I got to college, when I got to USF here in the great city of Tampa Bay, Florida, you know, they don't really have a program for radio per se. They have like a like a journalism program and mass communications, and they have a radio station. Man, I met so many cool people. I got so many great experiences learning how to produce, learning how to mix. Mm-hmm. I had to do my own show. Now, a lot of people um, thought that my show was a bit extreme, but um, I just love being on air, just like we're doing, you know what I'm saying, this podcast right now, mm-hmm. and we're speaking to the people. Um, I love mastering the art of verbal communication, oral communication. If mm-hmm. you can master how to speak to people, you can do everything else. If you can convince somebody to, to get ahead to a cause, when you remember when Obama ran for his first term, mm-hmm. it wasn't the ideals that he was standing for because Democrats before him had stood for those same ideals. It was the way he spoke. It was his diction. It was his vocabulary. It was the way he carried himself. If you That's can learn how facts. to be powerful on the air, if you can have to be powerful, somebody can fall in love with your voice or follow your voice on the air, I think that that's the key, and, and I love that pursuit of that. Um, so that's what brought about BOJ Radio or the Book of Revelation. Okay. So why were they saying your, your show was extreme? Because when I listened to it, I felt no, but black power, you know, and black power empowerment. You, you know, know, this day and time, you know, we're living in a liberal society. And inside the liberal society is uh, the plan for the guys on the other side to say, hey, we got to find a way to keep these guys from building a strong community. We got to find a way to keep these guys from being on one accord. And one of the ways they do that is called being politically correct. It's saying everything is for everybody. I respect everything that everybody does. If you're a pedo, I respect you and what you do. If you're a rapist, I respect you and what you do. We can find a way to reason that. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at our people, and when I looked at the black community near and far, and going to a great school like University of South Florida, which, by the way, is the previous most, uh, the best school for minorities, for black minorities to go to. They had the highest percentage of black folks going to their school uh, that were from other countries. Wow. But when I learned the Caribbean tradition from Jamaicans and Trinis and, and the Haitians and the other groups, and I, I was at ASA and I was around... Nigerians, and I was around people from Senegal, and I was around people from South Africa, and these different, all the many different respective countries in the continent, I realized that we could do this. Mm -hmm. I realized that if we all got on the same page with common goals, there's nothing we can't do. This world cannot exist without us. They would not have dance. They would not have music. They would not have style. They will have not have swag. They, man, they wouldn't have anything, man. You look at Post Malone. Would Post Malone be anything without the gangster rappers of the late 90s and early 2000s? No, he would not. Mm-hmm. He got directly from us. He even got golds and he has, I, I dare not call it locks in his hair. I don't know what it is. I guess you call him a woolly mammoth or something. But <laughs> he got all that up in his hair. But I realized that I love my community. And if I love my community more than I love myself, my community will take care of me. That is real. That is so real. You know what I'm saying? So, with the book of jugulations, what was your favorite jugulations? Because you had a lot of them on there. What was your favorite thing that you discussed? To this day, I debate myself on, on what my favorite jugulation was. And I really think it's uplifting our women. Um, they say black people have it the worst. 
out of everybody that's facts. around. But if you really break that down, who has it worse than the black man? It has to be the black woman. And not just any black woman. It has to be the dark-skinned black woman. The things that they endure near and far, being the untouchables in the country of India, being discarded in various African countries because they're not lighter-skinned, which is close to white, being second fiddle are treated as a stereotype in American media, Hollywood movies, and the like, I really feel for them. And I feel like if we uplift them and we have a positive way of bringing them out, black women support us black men no matter what the cost. Mm -hmm. They give their lives. They have our children. And I don't feel like we do a good enough job of expressing to them. So how, how do you we feel we can improve on this, you know? Uh, I think one of the ways we can improve on this is we have to really take uh, a hardcore look at colorism. Um, if you're light-skinned and I'm dark-skinned, the other people looking at us, you're both black. This is what black people fail to realize, you know what I'm saying, with all this self-hate, you know what I'm saying? Whenever I hear somebody say, oh my goodness, I, I don't want to date nobody dark-skinned, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, look at you, you know? You probably got dark family Thanks. members it's in your family, you know? Thanks. And I've dealt with some women that said, oh, I don't want no dark-skinned man. You know, this this is ridiculous. This colorism. You know, Jay-Z said it in a song, you know? And I really think, you know, when you look at it, you look at the Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You look at Cardi B, who says she's black. You look at these different people that are considered leaders, or you look at the people that people look up to, or people that are popular in our social media. Mm -hmm. Not often do you find the Lupitas. Not often do you find the Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. They've been around for a long time, but when you look at it from the perspective of are they portraying a positive image of dark-skinned black girls and black women? Mm -hmm. If we do that, if we uplift the people that are marginalized the most in our own community, and let me say this, and I struggled with this for 10 years. Yeah. Okay? I struggled with this for 10 years, but I'm going to release it on Liquor Talk. I did with? not know how to feel about the LGBTQ community. I didn't know how to feel. What do you mean you didn't know how to feel? I'm explaining exactly what I mean right now. We say that we want civil rights. We say we want to be treated like humans. How can we say that we want that in the United States of America, as racist as it is, if we treat our LGBTQ community like they're trash, if we treat them like they don't matter, if we treat them like they're outcasts, how can we possibly say that we want more from other people when we're not doing it ourselves? If you combine that with the issues of colorism that we have right now in our community, I realize that, yes, it can be done, but it is indeed true that we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, indeed. We definitely got a lot of work to do, and it's like... It's colorism on all us, because I believe if you treat me right, I don't care. You toss color out the window, because we all got love for our black folks, you know. So we should we should definitely stop with this idea of colorism and treating the LGBT community, you know. Because I admit I never had a problem with them, because I never had to deal with them, you know. They've always been cool to me, you know. And that's facts. And what you got to look at it from this perspective. I told you I hung around um, a lot of Africans. Mm -hmm. from their respective countries. A lot of Caribbeans from their respective countries. Yeah. We know that when you go to Jamaica, they're not exactly friendly towards people that are gay. Oh, wow. They stone you, they kill you. And we have to deal with that as a community. Wow, yeah. We know when you go to Haiti, they're not the most friendliest towards gay people, let alone somebody who we would call in America transgender. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to get started on majority of the cultures in Africa. Look, I'm not saying that necessarily I agree with their lifestyle. But at the end of the day, there's still people and there's still black people. At this point in time, we can't afford to be on different teams. We got to be on the same team. And yeah. when you look at it from that perspective, I understand you don't have to agree with their lifestyle. You don't have to agree with what they do and how they carry themselves. But guess what? You could treat them like they're human. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? Because you turn them down, that could be missing out on your payday. You know what I'm saying? That can be missing out on your opportunity not wanting to um, associate with them. Because I know a comedian friend of mine, he told me straight up that a lot of black comedians mess up because they kill you with the gay jokes. Well, guess who's running some of these clubs around here, you know? They're, they're gay, you know? So you, we got to treat them equally, you know? Because you're going to miss out on your blessing by, by turning them down. And it's messed up that we even... It's 2019, and the way 2019 moving is about to be 2020. It's sad that we still deal with these issues within the black community. And, you know, I feel like the black community is at an all-time powerful level. Let's look at the positives. We have $2.5 trillion in spending power as of 2017. That's more than 40 countries around this entire globe. We are powerful. Our dance, Mm -hmm. our music pervades all societies. Asian societies, Middle Eastern societies. Mm -hmm. All everybody now is trying to rap. You know who started rap? It was us. And do you know that we started rapping? We started rapping because we had to find a way to express our feelings after being suppressed. Exactly. For so long. You know we start we technically started everything, you know what I'm saying? Because black folks black folks on the country people, they learn from black people, you know. The people that made liquor learn from black people, you know. It's like there's a lot of things that history don't want to give us credit for, but we started that thing, you know. You know what I'd love to see one day, Vic? Yeah, you know what you love to see. Let's take a let's take an example right where we at right now. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying this delicious Jim Beam on Liquor Talk podcast, right? Uh-huh. For your new series. But guess what? You know what I like to see one day? I like to see one day why I turn around this cranberry juice, and the company that owns it is from a black person. Oh, I like man. one day I see this Jim Beam instead of Jim Beam, I say Jim Johnson, and Jim Johnson's a black man, and we enjoying his liquor on Liquor Talk. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to your wonderful podcast. Mm-hmm. You may have a job just like I do, mm-hmm. but you're striving towards ownership. Mm-hmm. And ownership is the key to bringing our community together. Yeah, li- listen, to all you people listening, to, if you know any black-owned liquor companies, tell them to hit me in the DMs. Come talk to us because we love to feature them, you know. Because I'm, I'm with Juggy on this. We need to be supporting our black businesses. So... Speaking of black businesses, why do you feel like some black businesses fail? Because they be missing the mark, too. Well, let's take a, a look at this from an objective perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when black people go to the bank to get a loan from the bank, they say, I want to start my own business. They're taking that leap of faith. The bank will charge a white person 5% interest on their business loan. The bank might charge... A black person, 10%. 10% on their loan, same credit score, same income, same assets to underwrite the loan to see if you qualify for that loan. I think that, unfortunately, we've been taught uh, by white people, unfortunately, that 
black isn't good enough yeah. when it comes to business ownership. Listen, I know you went to a um, PW on USF, I but I, I will say this: if you go to HBCU, that will undo all exactly. of the years of training. My teaching. sister just graduated from an HBCU. Mm-hmm. When Congrats she to your there, sister. When she first got there, she didn't want to be there. She didn't want to go to HBCU. And you know, I talked to her the other day. You know, when I was when I was at uh, Tennessee State, when she graduated from cum laude. Oh yes, and, Tennessee State. And I, I had a conversation with her away from her, you know the family and her friends, and I said, "Do you regret going here? Do you regret going to HBCU?" You know what she told me? She said, "John, I'm so glad. I'm so very glad that I went to this school and had this experience. I would not trade it in for anything in the world." And so. What if we started a movement where we told our top basketball athletes and our top football athletes, Man. and we told them, hey, you got this is your school. This is your community at Howard. This is your community at BCU. This is your community at FAM, North Carolina, A&T, so on and so yes. forth. What if the top athletes went there and we forced those scouts from the NBA? <laughs> they got to go to the HBCU. That's how it was back in the day. I feel like that movement's about to start because I was watching the draft. The Houston Texans drafted somebody from a H. Their first round pick came from a HBCU. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You know what? A lot of black coaches tell the top prospects that chose to go to HBCU instead of a PWI. There's nothing wrong with going to PWI. There's nothing wrong with it, ladies and gentlemen. And I went to a PWI. I'm not downing that. But guess what? When they went there, they mm-hmm. said they have to come to you because your talent is undeniable. Mm-hmm. If you really a good player, if you really have the talent to play at the next level, guess what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to dominate your competition, and they will come see you, and they will draft you. Exactly. And it's been done over, I believe, uh, one of the all-time NFL greats, Jerry Rice. Yeah, Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi right? Valley. They, and at the time that he came out, it was taboo. Yeah, Doug Williams. Listen, Doug Williams, he came from a, a Grambling State, you know. So for so, all the, all the number one prospects out there, the yes. top ESPN 300 commits. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to go to HBCU. You go to the school that you feel is best for you. But what I do ask, mm-hmm. consider it. Please consider because the HBCU experience is unlike no other. Because that PWI, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the only reason why I ask you, you got to ask yourself this. If I wasn't talented, if I didn't have all these God-given abilities, would this a would this PWI care about me? Because they don't care about you. Listen, because at HCC, you're gonna have them professors that look out for you, and you're gonna have those professors that get on you and when you're not doing right, you know, they're gonna hold you accountable. I can't I don't know if I can say the same for a PWI now, because you're dealing with the numbers and you're dealing with and also you gotta ask yourself, are they just wanting me to meet their quotas, you know, so that way they can still receive state funding, you know? Let me tell you something. Yeah. I was looking at an article on ESPN the other day, right? Mm-hmm. I was looking at an article. You know what that article said? What it said? In the NCAA football segment of ESPN, they just signed um, Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of the Clemson Tigers. You know the one that won the championship? Yeah. So you, some, know his, you know what his new contract is worth? What? Some like just as much as they pay Nick Saban? $35 million, fully guaranteed over the next seven years. Yeah. Thereabouts. I might be a little bit off of my ears. Yeah. But in that range, these people are benefiting. Benefiting from you. From our black athletes. And I'm not saying that it's a business. Everything in this country is a benefit to take advantage of. That's mm-hmm. what capitalism is. Mm-hmm. 
But what if our black athletes, not all of them, but what if more of them went to HBCUs and brought that money, that fame, that power to HBCU? They're buying those jerseys. They're buying those hats. They're buying those polos. You know what we, what we need to start hoping for is that the HBCU administrators sign better TV deals with these networks because it used to be back in the day BT would show all the games, but now now they put the games on ESPNU. And how many of us people got ESPNU? Nobody with? has ESPNU. Exactly. And I'll tell you something else. The only way that they're going to sign a TV deal, the TV people are going to say, well, what are you bringing to the table? If you say, I got 30, in my conference, I got 30 top ESPN recruits going to my schools. Guess what they're going to be forced to do? Uh-huh. And guess what? And our bands are going to get more love, too, because, you know, you know at HBCUs, the bands get down. The PBR, I'm sorry, but the PWR bands, they they kind of put they me to sleep. <laughs> they, they just... During halftime, I go get me a hot dog <laughs> and a corn dog yeah. and some nachos and I cheese. I remember a couple of years ago, I went to a USF Miami game because my uncle's a big Canes fan, and Halftime, I watched this man like, I'm like, uh-huh. But it's like, I guess it's because he said his nephew, you spoiled, you went to FAMU. So it's like, you know, it's... When I, me and my rounds, we used to go to the Florida Classic every yeah. year. Yeah. Shout out to FAMU. Yes. Shout out to BCU. Shout out to BCU. I still love y'all, but except that one week. <laughs> it's just that one week, I don't like y'all, but the rest of the weeks in the year, I love y'all. You but. know what the most beautiful thing was? Going to um, the Orange Bowl on that street, mm-hmm. it was going through and spending money on black businesses. On black businesses, the good food, the clothes, what? the, the creativity—the oh. qual- and also the quality skincare products. Because they can tell you, yo, listen, they you look at this. you and say, "You need to get this. You need to get this, this, oh, this. Just do that." They will, they will give you directions. They will like use this. Use. They will breaking it down for you, man. There's right. nothing I love more. Then going, you know, Tampa is mm-hmm. Tampa is up and coming. Yeah, I, I I know Tampa's up and coming. But I've heard a professor. I had a professor. I told him one time I'm from Tampa. He's like, Tampa's so racist. And it's like he told me back in the day how the Florida Classic used to be in Tampa, but then Tampa started being racist, and Orlando took the Classic. You know. You know, I, I go when I used to go to the Florida Classic. One of the things that always amazed me was all of us could come. And support this team. And guess what? They put it on TV. They put it on, I think it was CBS. It used to be on CBS. Mm-hmm. They'd show it yeah, on NBC. Yeah. And okay. we all came together, and they weren't the quote-unquote top talents. But because we draw so much business and attention to the city of Orlando, they put us on TV. What if we had those prospects, not all of them, but just some of them go to these some. schools? Listen. To so all my young top HBC, to my young top high schoolers, listen, y'all need to consider going to HBCU. You know, I know that PWI might look good. I know you might be on get to be on TV, but you gotta ask yourself: Do they really love me, or are they just here supporting me? You know, because I, I hate to say this, uh, I agree with a parent who once said that the NCAA system is slavery because they raise hell about these athletes getting a couple of dollars, you know. It's it's ridiculous. But they're paying these coaches and the networks are getting a lot of money off of these kids. The schools, the schools, are the, the, they're, they're supersizing the stadiums, you know. I'm like, so, and what kills me is when the coaches want to get mad with the players for leaving college too soon. Oh. I'm like, man, if you don't what? shut up. Think you know. about it. Let's, let's be realistic, right? Yeah. These kids come from the worst neighborhoods, and unfortunately, a lot of the worst neighborhoods, as far as crime and income is concerned, 
unfortunately, our, our black neighborhoods, which I still love to death, no matter yes. what. I love our black neighborhoods. I just pray they stop gentrifying them. And they came from nothing. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me I have an opportunity to make millions of dollars. I, I, I shouldn't pursue that, and I should right. stay at your school. Mm-hmm. Because You're not paying me. And I found out that I think it was it was Baylor or one of these schools. It might have been Louisville. I can't remember which school it was specifically. But they weren't even feeding these kids. Wow. All the work that they made them do, they weren't even feeding them right, and the kids had to protest. Wow. So I know Baylor had to shut down because of the, the, the way that they were treating the women there. Listen, I know some that of the Ohio I know, State yeah, Urban Meyer had to shut down. Now I understand that, but some of them women were lying, you know. And sometimes I say to myself, you know, damn well, if you went to a HBCU, you ain't gonna have a sister that's gonna sit there and lie on you and say, "Oh, he touched me," when he ain't do nothing to you, when he probably turned you down, and you just want to get back at him, you know? Because it's, I feel bad. Sometimes I feel bad for a brother when they say, "Oh my goodness, half I didn't do this, I didn't do this," and and it turns out she was lying on him and. Half your career is just gone, you know. It's sad. Well, we look at it like this. Mm-hmm. Let's take the example of, unfortunately, you know. Let's be real. Um, we have a problem with rape in our communities. That's true. That's so true. We have a problem um, raping little boys, raping little girls. Now we can debate all day on the the origin of why we do that. We can talk about that all day, but the real issue is what are our solutions? And I think one of the solutions is when you are with your family, you need to know who you're leaving your kids with. Oh, that's facts. How many kids have been touched by whoever? It doesn't matter, male or female. And, oh, that's such and such. They're not going to do that. Please. And I think it's been swept under the rug. Up until this point, we still don't like talking about it. That's that. That's another thing in the black community. We just don't. We don't take our mental health seriously. We we really don't. You know, our black parents just believe. Oh, pray about it. You know, and we, it'll be all right. We don't b- believe in addressing things. And then you wonder why when your child goes off to school, they really don't want to talk to you, or they really don't want to do nothing with you because when they were young, you weren't really listening to them. So, we definitely need to address that. I mean, to be sure, there's nothing wrong with praying. But I've been seeing a lot of articles in the news lately that talking about young black boys and girls, eight, nine years old, taking their own life. That's that's hurtful, you know. We need to take a look at mental health. And I think, I can't remember what government organization it was that said about 89% of African Americans, they need counseling. We go through PTSD every day from police brutality, from racism oh, yes. we experience on the job, just all sectors of, of our daily lives. We have to experience things that, quite frankly, other people don't have to deal with in the same capacity. And, you know, if you have a job, mm-hmm. if you got a job, you know what I'm saying? You got health insurance. The first thing you need to do mm-hmm. after you take care of your physical, make sure there's no outstanding problems. It's find out if there's a psychologist on your health insurance plan. Find yeah. out if there's a therapist on your plan. Yeah. You want to keep going to funerals and having t-shirts of, 
RIP this person and that no, person? Or do we want to deal with head on the issues that we're facing? We cannot keep sweeping this under the rug. Listen, and also to my college students out there, if they offer free counseling sessions, take advantage of them because them counseling sessions, they help, you know. And also, shout out to my counselor, you know, he know he is. I had an opportunity to go to counseling in college, and I didn't go because I thought I was too good. Thought you were too good? And I ended up failing my first semester in college. I had all these no, at the true. University Listen. of South Florida. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it because I've grown from it. Listen, side note, I'm, I'm here too. I'm not going to lie to you. My first semester at FAM, I partied my behind off. I'm, I barely, There were some classes I barely passed, and I had a couple of Ds. And It's nothing worse than having your parents go on the, uh, the online system and pulling up your grades and seeing you failed a couple of classes. And, you know, I told my dad, I said, Dad, as much as he's been a role model for me, as much as he loved me, I said, I don't want to do this no more. I want to drop out of school. You know what he did? He punched me right in my chest. He said, you ain't dropping out of school. My friend let me stay in his dorm room until I went to the dean's office. And the dean looked me in the eye and said, listen, I'm not reinstating you unless you really want to get this degree. That's completely on you. I said, I really want this degree. and said, I'll reinstate you. And ever since then, I've looked at life a little bit differently. I understand that not everybody gets a second chance. A lot of people pass away. A lot of people are stuck in, unfortunately, dead-end jobs. You know why? Because they didn't push forward. They didn't. They really didn't. And so I had that same conversation because I had a godmother when I was at FAM. She got on me very hard. She said, Vic, you need to break down and study this stuff because, or you're going to lose your financial aid. And I admit, I briefly lost my financial aid until I submit that letter of, of um for redemption and they 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 let me redeem myself and safe to say I'm I kept pushing you know for the, for the people that's out there in college I'm gonna tell you straight up and down I have bright futures at the time that I was in college I had a hundred percent coverage Ooh, wow. you know that I lost my hundred percent bright futures coverage you know what I was doing smoking partying yeah. drinking messing with women yeah listen to my college people don't mess up your scholarship for some temporary please pleasure. don't. Because when you need to get a job that pays you something for real, you're going to look back and wish that you had studied properly and was mm -hmm. able to get a degree that allows you to get a good job. Exactly. Always saying to my college people, always saying is go ahead and do those things, but make sure your studies are important first. Because I learned from a good friend of mine. I, I would see him in the clubs and stuff, but also at the same time, I saw him in the library a lot, you know? You know why? Because he was getting to his study now, so... I kind of took after him. I made sure all my studies were done and then go out park. Remember the reason you went to college. You didn't go to way to college to party or yes, work sir. a job. You yes, went sir. to get an education. Remember that when you're going to school. And, you know, when we get on Liquor Talk, we can sit back and look at the mistakes that we've made. Yes. I want more black young people to learn from other people's experiences. You have I to. don't want you to go through what I went through when I had to go out and walk and find a job on Cross Fletcher so I can Ooh, pay for my school. Fletcher. That semester I got reinstated. I don't want you to have to go through that. And we have some 
brilliant kids coming out the system. Yes, we and do. And I understand that college isn't for everybody. I respect that 100%. Listen, college isn't for everybody, but if you feel like you have a passion and you need to go to college, go to college, you know? Sometimes you got to sit down with your parents and be like, this debt isn't for me, you know? Because there are some trade jobs that pay like 20 and $30 an hour, so you don't necessarily have to have a college degree in order to make it. They want you to think you have to have a college degree, but nowadays you don't really need one because they have so many jobs that pay without a college degree. You know why they changed it? Because us black folks started getting our degrees, so that's why they started changing it, you know? And I mean, for people that's, that's closer to my age, you know, they're in their early 30s, and you work in a job, and you seem to be at a dead end, and you're trying to figure out how these people became millionaires, and it ain't looking so good for me. I just want to encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast. We appreciate y'all listening to Let Yes, Talk. we do. Yes, we do. I just want to tell you one thing. In this country, despite the racism, despite the heritage of some of the things that we as black people have to go through, you can do it. There's people that go from homeless to millionaires. Yes, I've you gotta seen You got to be willing to put in the work. I'm sure Vic can tell you when he started this show, he might not have known what the outcome would be. He didn't, he didn't know if he was going to make big numbers or not. But guess what? He did it anyways because why? The worst thing that can happen to you is the feeling that, man, I should have. I wish I would have when you're yes. 60, 70 years old and you don't got no money for retirement. Yes. Do it now. What's the worst thing that can happen? You, 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 you don't make any money? Okay, you try something else. Listen, never stop trying. If also, if some if you're passionate about something, try to sharpen your skills every day. Try to get better at it, you know. So also, and also to remember to keep pushing because if you go and buy the books written by a lot of your um, celebrities that you look up to, they all started somewhere, you know. So like I said, Steve Harvey, I remember reading his book. He was in, he was driving town to town doing comedy. And also he, he was, um, he was start broke, you know. A lot of people start off broke and they really invested, you know. And to my people that feel like they too old, you're never too old. Because, did you know, Jay-Z started rapping at 26. So, you're never too old, you know? Listen, man. I'm not the biggest fan. I respect her. I'm not the biggest fan of Oprah. But you know that this woman started out in the Mississippi Delta. Ooh. And I don't know if y'all know, but Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States. And they always seem to vote Republican, but go on. And it is one of the most racist states and also has the second highest concentration of the KKK. But guess what she did? She started late. Oprah did not give up on her dream. Man, people coming from other countries, these people come from nothing. They don't have toilets. They don't have electricity. They don't know where the next meals come from. And they find a way to get to this country and make it. African Americans should be leaving this country. We really should be. I don't care about all the racist things. You're going to say, oh, it's so racist. Yes, it's racist, but if you know how to finesse it, know how to work the system, you should be good because we should be leading at everything. With all the opportunities we have here in this country and all everything, we should be leading this thing. But get back to you, Mr. Juggy. When you do bring your show back, what is the one thing you're going to want your view listeners to know? The one thing I want my listeners to know is this. We all we got. That's facts. I'm willing to work with anybody who's willing to uplift and create positivity for the black community. I might not agree with the way that you do it, 
because I'm not you. But guess what? What you're doing matters too. Having this show is probably the only relief for somebody out there. And one day they're going to write you and be like, you know, Vic, I've been listening to your show for 15 years. And if it wasn't for your show, man, I might have committed suicide. Because it was the only piece of black media I felt like I could listen to that was really talking to me, that was really reaching me. It's like, man, you know what? We drink on the weekends. Some people tell me not to drink because we live in a quasi-pseudo-Christian society that says you're not supposed to drink a lot. But guess what the reality is? We got to have a a break from working under the man. Exactly. It's like they they have... So many Christians have all these things you can can't do. I'm, I want to tell the Christians, just shut up. Because you got some out here, these Christians, out here molesting little boys. So be quiet and let me have a, let's have our liquor, you know. I grew up in church. I have love for the church. But we got to deal with the problems that come with going to church sometimes. Listen. A lot of our women have not had good experiences in church. And Our brothers to too, that. you know. We need and to change boys, that. Some of the little boys haven't either. I, I know... That there's a reason for us being Christians. We created Christianity. That's a whole other topic for another show. Oh, yeah. That's another topic. I'll bring you on one of my shows to talk about that. But hey. guess what? Pentecostals, Kojic, mm-hmm. Southern Baptists, non-denominational. I want to work with all of us. You know why? I know that if all of us is able to get some common goals... They don't want that. You see how what? they did? You see what they did? They the, the old boy that killed Nipsey? Yeah. When you go and research and find out what's really going on. The government paid him. The government paid the man to take him out. And everybody's like, oh, here we go with the conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Listen, there was a podcast was cons- we dealt with. but There was a podcast we said some conspiracy theories. But listen, we ain't no conspiracy theorists. We just keep We just dropping facts on you. Why do you think they took Farrakhan off, off of um, Facebook. Facebook and yeah. Instagram? And last week, um, I love you, Lashana, but Lashana wasn't getting the point, you know. <laughs> she wasn't getting the point. It's like he took the man off because the man was dropping facts. And they, they take people off because they're scared of when somebody dropping knowledge. I remember a certain president had Elijah Muhammad arrested because he was uh, at a time when the U.S. was at war. Because he was just dropping facts and knowledge. You know, He had him arrested. They're scared of you if you have knowledge, and that's why that's why a lot of our black leaders got killed. For those of you who are thinking that, that's listening right now, yes, Louis Farrakhan is not got the cleanest history in the world. Elijah Muhammad clearly does not have the cleanest history in the world. Mm-hmm. The point that we're trying to make is, when you look at MLK back in 1990, when his family took the federal government, so, and they sued them. The federal government was forced to come out and admit that they ooh, were yes. responsible for what happened to MLK. Mm-hmm. They also came out and had to admit they were responsible for what happened to Malcolm X way mm-hmm. back in the 60s. And listen, and the pharmaceutical companies are going to um, come to um, admit that they were responsible for Dr. Sebi. And also, they're going to come to admit they were wrong for Nipsey Hussle, too, because Nipsey was going to make a documentary that I hope nothing happens in Nick Cannon because he's going to pick up where Nipsey left right, off. Right, right. Because don't you find a, um, a coincidence that Nipsey dies as soon as he gets the green light for the documentary? I, I find it quite odd. And I want to tell y'all something that if you look at 
the people who are the black leaders in the community. We need to really sit back and evaluate what our priorities are. Oh, that's facts. Are we going to march and riot? Those things are very important. That's step one Mm -hmm. in the activism process. But we want change. I live in St. Pete. St. Pete has some of the worst black schools in the country. Yes, I graduated from one. I graduated from Gibbs. You know why it has the worst countries? It's not because the kids ain't trying. They cut money out of the budget for these kids. They stay cut money out. And, and you know, we, it's Florida. It's like Florida kills me. Did you know that they they just allowed they they said they're gonna fund teachers to be armed? Why not pay the teachers a living salary? Because I've seen I worked at D so I've seen teachers on food stamps during the summer. Why not pay these teachers a living salary? No, we're just want, gonna arm arm them with guns. They don't want us. Mm-hmm. to be educated. You know why they don't want us to be educated? Because they know once we get educated, we're going to form groups and councils. When we form groups and councils, we're going to say we're not going to put up with this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I understand that we have a mountain the size of the moon in our way. But guess what? I want to tell y'all I've done a lot of research on where we came from, who we really are, Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage everybody to listen to this Liquor Talk podcast. You are more than capable. In your bloodline are the people who created medicine. In your bloodline are the people who created cities. In your bloodline are yes. the people who taught the quote-unquote great European nations how to bathe themselves. Yes, listen, if you look at your history, the, the Greeks and the Moors... They learned from us, you know, and they turned it against us. And that's why that's why they, they scared to admit it, you know, because that's why if you ever wonder why black people have the most issues, it's because we taught these people and they don't want us to ever realize that. So guess what? Y'all need to realize you need to realize your heritage and we come we come for kings and gods. And also we gotta we gotta get back to doing it, doing better with our money, you know. We really do. And guess what? I understand that everybody's not making a lot of money. But let me tell you something that everybody can do. It's something that I struggle with. So y'all don't think I'm saying that I'm greater than. Mm-hmm. You can cook. Yeah. You want to get more money on the end of your budget every month? Cook two weeks out of the month. I'm not even saying cook four weeks out of the month. Cook two weeks at your house. Two weeks, two full weeks out of every month. Listen, and you I'll, will save hundreds. Of yes, dollars. that's that's straight facts. And plus, you can create dishes and put them on social media, and you know you can put your own spin to dishes. Because I know you've not seen some of these people on social media who look like they can't cook. You know, so that's that's another way you gotta save our money. And also, fellas, stop going to the damn strip club all the time. Because oh, I know man. so many men that want to just make around make around some strippers. You know, stop it. Nothing wrong you know, with it to the strippers, you know. Nothing wrong with it, but still. I mean, I understand how integral the strip club is to the hip hop community and to the rap community. I understand it's 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 their meeting place. Right. I get that. We say we want better. Are we going to continue to put our women in positions where they have to continue to do this? If somebody wants to be a stripper, I want you to go find out. How many women wanted to become strippers? Did they really want to do that? Or were they forced to do that because they didn't see they had any other options? 
Listen, or listen, that, that's that's straight facts, you know. Look at look up in but also to my strippers out there, I hope y'all have ambition and wanna start something because I've known plenty of rappers that done start female rappers and started in strip clubs. So listen, we gotta we gotta uplift ourselves and uplift each other. So when do you think you're gonna start back with your shows? I'm I'm glad you asked me that. I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at uh, after the holiday season, so right around the new year, right around 2020, right around 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I should be in position to permanently bring BLJ back on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. That's been my Achilles heel. Um, I'm not going to lie about it or run from it. I know that I have good content. I know that I was bringing information to the people. Uh, speaking about politics is the way they affect black people. Um, sharing black businesses and black groups and groups like the look, you know, look at talk and things of that nature. I, when I want to come back, I want to be a hundred percent committed to being consistent because consistency, you know, what consistency is Vic. Let mm-hmm. me, let me share a great example that everybody can relate to. Yeah. When you go to McDonald's, mm-hmm. what they selling you on your, on your um, number three combo today it's the same thing that they were selling back in 1970. You know what that's called? Consistency. That's it's facts. the same exact meal. Every once in a while, they change up something. They bring out something they haven't had in a couple of years, and they bring it back around, and everybody goes crazy. You know what McDonald's does? Mm-hmm. They get you food fast. And we live in a country of convenience. So when you're looking around trying to find a hustle, Think about something that people use every day that they don't get easily, and you find a way to bring that to them, and I promise you. You start your LLC, you get your tax advisor, you're on your way. Did I say it would be easy? I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's not easy for me either. I'm here to encourage y'all, and I'm so glad that Mr. Vic let me on Liquor Talk to speak to y'all. I'm happy this man is on. Listen, this ain't easy for me either, you know, because I didn't, I, I, listen, I fell out with the first team of people that I did look tough with, but, you know, I forgive them. I said to myself, look, I forgive them. I ain't got no issues with us. Because that's another issue in the black community. We hold grudges a lot, you know. We do. We, we do. We, we will stay mad at somebody over something small for it happened over 20 years, you know. So, everybody, I hope y'all know I forgive everybody listening to this. Yes, we need that, man. I mean, I make it a point to be friendly to everybody, but got to. Um, I've worked with a lot of people. Um, uh, shout out to Good Knocking. Um, shout out to um, what's uh, Jay Noetic's group called? Uh, All T No Shade. Shout out to All T No Shade. You guys are doing a fabulous job. Shout out to Cover to Cover Conversations. There's a lot of great black talent in Tampa Bay area. Listen, and God's sunshine exactly. city. And I think that we can all get on one accord to make things better for each other. We really could. So listen, to any of those people that did, that was just named in this and y'all hear this, hit your boy up. I'm looking to work with whoever, you know, because we us as black folks, we got to stick together. Because if you look at every other race of people, they all stick together, you know? It's like, who you think? It's like if a... All races of people, they're going to hire whoever they, their race, you know. Like, Spanish people going to look out for the Spanish. The white folks definitely going to look out for the white folks, you know. And we got to look at, that's one, that's one thing I know us black people don't do a lot of. We don't look out for each other. 
Some do and some don't. We we look out for each other in bits and pieces. But what we need to do is is connect for, so to speak, mm-hmm. all those pieces together. And I, I think that we can do it. I'm looking at the city of Tampa. It's a growing, sprawling, um, urban, metropolitan city. Um, we did a good job starting by voting for Jane Castor instead of David Straz. Um, I don't think that would have been a good decision for the city of Tampa to make. I think we can do it. You know, sometimes I sit there and I listen to liquor talk. Sometimes it's live. Sometimes it's after the fact, depending on what I got going on. I'm like, damn, this is a good ass radio show. Hey, thank you for thank you for the and support. And I by really, the way. you know, I look at you guys' numbers. You guys' numbers is growing and growing. Keep as long as you can possibly do it. You might have something covered as long as you stay consistent, man. I, if I whatever is in my power to do, I'm telling you on air on the podcast. You need something, you let me know. I will do whatever it is in my power to help you get to that level. Because guess what? Like I said, the most important thing when I get back to BOJ, Mm -hmm. we all we got. If we depend on each other and we learn to trust each other and we learn to depend on each other for what we need, Mm -hmm. there's nobody, nobody that can stop us. Listen, once you start BOJ, whatever you need, I'll be a contributor on your team. You just let me know what you need. You know, Of course, man. I will be there. You're on the list. You You're already on the list, man. Listen, you already know I'm going to be there. You know, if I can make it to all the, the singles groups, or the, uh, <laughs> yeah, if I can make it to all of them, you know, oh, you know, I had man. to bring them up. Shout out to our singles group, oh, by the man. way. FBSSG, if y'all have somehow listened, you should post us in the group. Yep. You should post us in the group. Um, FBSSG, I love y'all. Um, this is your admin, Jackie Savage. I, I love every one of y'all. We're going to have some great events coming up. Listen, tell, tell the people a little about FBSS. All right, so um, I'm going to add, now myself personally, I have found my queen. But I am an admin of uh, the Florida Black uh, Single Social Group on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have a wide variety of men and women uh, from different backgrounds, from different places that are single in the state of Florida. And... We are having a big potluck slash game night next Saturday, the May the 18th, uh, mm-hmm. at my personal residence in St. Petersburg. Uh, you may not be in the group right now, but if you would like to attend, mm-hmm. um, at me on Facebook, Juggy Savage, um, or contact Vic, and he can send the message on to me. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to attend and you're able to bring something with you, I want to bring these singles together because I think that black-on-black love it's man, a very listen, beautiful thing, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the people out there who might be swirling and stuff. Y- y'all can have oh, that. Boy. Y'all can have he that. He went there. I had to go he there. He went there. Because sometimes as a brother, I get sick and tired of seeing that. I'm like, oh, you out here with him, but I can't get a text back. You know what I'm saying? I, I get sick of seeing that, you know? You know. I, I know love is love. You know, I ain't got nothing against it. But for me, I want me a sister. Sorry, I not sorry. Friends. I have some close friends that are not with black women. But I still love them 100% the same. But let me tell you something, Vic. Let me tell you something. There is nothing in this world like a black woman that loves you for you, that's 100% behind you, that will take you to heights that you could never achieve on yourself, no matter how much ambition. Exactly. There's nothing like it, man. So for those of you who are black and you're single and you live anywhere in the state of Florida and Tampa, um, hit Vic up, mm-hmm. hit me up. We'll get you plugged in the group. We got a lot of activities coming Listen. up. We're going go karting soon. They don't Ooh. know about that. Um, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a bowling event coming soon, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be at a bowling alley 
that's actually able able to accommodate us. Yes. Um, this time. I got all that coming up in the works. We're gonna have a good time. Listen. No pressure situations to meet other people who are single. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all like this. Y'all see these events and y'all talk in these groups amongst yourselves. Y'all need to be attending these events straight up, you know, because I hate to be the only charity case they're looking like. Where am I at? You know, I I need some help here. Help, help a brother out, you know. And I promise when I find that woman, I'll still be at all the events, even when I do find well, that you woman. Know, you know, when I started this group, I was single. Mm-hmm. And um, a few months into the group, and, and we we were doing big things, and we had a weekend. In, we're going to have another weekend in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We got a weekend where everybody pitches in that wants to come. We're going to rent a, a nice big house with a pool and a grill. And we're going to go to Orlando and we're going to have a good time because it's sort of a central location for us Floridians. But I just want to tell y'all that building the black family is the foundation of the black community. Yes, that's why they wanted, that's why back in the 70s and 80s, the main thing was to destroy the black family. First, they put drugs in the black black community. Then they enforced that three strikes rule, which Bill Clinton later admitted they should have never did. They know this. That's why they're trying to take the black family away. And then also look at the programming they're showing on TV. They're showing the swirling couples on TV. Then you, it's rare you see the black family, you know. ABC, y'all ain't, and I, I don't agree with ABC. We're coming out with this show called Mixed Ish. Oh, boy. Don't, Man. yes. Listen. Hey, this was that really up. necessary? Who asked for that show? Who asked for that show? And also, who asked for this movie of a white dude trying to sound like a black woman? You heard about that? Yes. What is it called? A lady name in the movie called Laquisha. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, listen. People say that it's no different than white chicks, right? With the Williams brothers. Mm-hmm. Let me break y'all down. Let me give y'all just, a, if you don't mind. Go man. for it. Go for it. It's a small piece of BOJ. What you experience when you get BOJ. People say it's the same difference as white chicks. It's not. Let me tell you why. White people are the standard for everything. They're the standard for beauty. They're the standard for education. They're the standard for what you should look like. Mm-hmm. They are currently the standard in mainstream media. Why would somebody go out of their way to create a movie where a white man depicts a dark-skinned black woman who has all negative stereotypes. That's not an accident that they did this movie like that. They are meaning to cause controversy, and they're trying to send a message. Black men and women, we will not be going to see this movie. We're not going to support this Hell movie. no. We're not going to say it's in the name of comedy. Hell no. We have to have some self-respect. And going to see this movie is not it. That's not it. So if you go see this movie, just cut off your communication from me because I'm, I'm going to look at you like you're stupid. Because when I saw that thing, when I saw that preview early time, I wanted to just go off right then. But I said, you know what? I'm going to calm down because, you know, because I, I wanted to snap. Because I'm like, this just, that's a smack in the black woman's face. That's what that movie is. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. People say that single fam- single parent homes are okay in the black community. People say that broken homes in the black community are inevitable. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you a question. When the movie from Marvel called The Black Panther came out, you tell me how people reacted to this movie. How people came in with drums from Nigeria into the Ooh, movie theaters. Bro. How people dressed up. How people had made almost a national holiday on opening day 
to go see this film. Do you want to know why? Why? It's because it shows a complete black family and a complete black community that's autonomous from the rest of the world. Listen, Marvel, I know Avengers Endgame was good, but Black Panther might be the best movie y'all ever did. Because that's the first time I ever went to a theater on opening night. Because I rarely, I used to work at movies, so I rarely go to the movies. But I remember going with a group of people, and I saw a couple of people had the, the, the shikis on. <laughs> it was lit, you know. I I, I just rocked my fan mute hoodie because I didn't have a dashiki. But yeah, that was probably the best movie I've ever saw. And some people they like to downplay it. That's like, oh, Black Panther, all that. No, Black Panther was something we needed. I'm looking forward to Black Panther 2 coming out. And when Black Panther 2 comes out, we got to have a um, singles group night and just beat up like we did for that movie Us. Because Black Panther was everything. It was worth it. So, and that was that was just a beautiful thing. And that gave us the image of what a black family struggle should look like. And, and, and I just want to say, you know, you got Killmonger, you got T'Challa, and you got Okoye, and mm-hmm. Shuri, and all the rest of the crew. I just want to reiterate to everybody, yes, Marvel is a company that's, that's ultimately owned by white people, right? Mm-hmm. And they came out with the Black Panther, right? Other movies have been great throughout history. You got Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all mm-hmm. those other type of movies that have been all-time greats at the box office. But when it comes to our people, mm-hmm. when it comes to our community, I have never seen people come together to experience something. And you know what's funny? Black Panther is a fictional character, but I can swear it's real. It felt real. Just like just like Shaft, you know, there's another Shaft come out. It turns out there's another generation of Shaft. I said, Oh wow. Yes. I didn't even hear about that one. Yes, I didn't know he had a son. I said, Oh man. And in the movie they got the grandfather, the father, and the son. That's, I'm like, man, black folks, we gotta go see that Shaft one come out, you know. I just want to tell everybody listening out there, um, please feel free to send us questions, comments, suggestions. I know that you guys have a lot of stuff that you'd like to hear from the Liquor Talk on this new series. You listen, I yes. just want to reiterate, I appreciate Vic for bringing me on. He did not do what he, he did not need to do what he did today, but he did. And I just want to tell him on air, mm-hmm. uh, in front of the listeners and the fans, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. And I want to tell Jogi, thank you for being the first person of the my Liquor Talk exclusive series where I get to where I have a true sit down with somebody. Sit down and talk the yeah. real stuff, man. Yeah, talk about the real stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I want to show that other side, you know, because they say we have multiple faces, you know. I want to show y'all <laughs> that serious face because y'all might have got used to us just cutting up. But no, we can definitely be serious. So if you want to be an exclusive guest and have a sit down, you just let me know and we'll set it up, you know, because we all we all we, what we got, you know. And shout out to the other co-host of uh, Liquor Talk, Shauna. Yeah, shout out to Lashana, you know. She'll She's be- a great person. She's doing big things. Doesn't she have an event coming up or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she do. She got this um, BBW party June 1st at Dunn's River. Oh, boy, I heard that that's going to be that. I heard that there's tickets only. Yes. And I heard they about to sell out. I heard they about to sell out, and also you can cash out her, by the way, too. You know, that's how you can get in, you know. Yours truly will be there. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh, Vic in the building, boy. It's going to be trouble, boy. <laughs> yes, yours truly will be in the building. I'm Dunn's River. I'm going to give y'all time to improve on y'all service. <laughs> that is that. Why you do those people like that, man? I'm just being honest. When my sibling, when my sibling wants a specific food item and they don't have it, 
that just that upsets me, you know, because I'm out here treating my sibling when I or if I'm treating somebody and they don't have a certain food item, I'm kind of disappointed in that, you know. You know, Doug's River is a nostalgic place because I can't tell you how many CC. You was you in CCE? Oh, I forgot you didn't go. You went to Fannie. Yeah. Uh, USF had this thing called Caribbean Cultural Exchange. Mm-hmm. All the Caribbeans, yeah, used to come together as a collective and have parties. Listen, and they always was at Dunn's River. Man, let me tell you something. I'm gonna have to take you to one of them parties, bro. Because, bro, it's the best. Hey, I'm with it. But um, yeah, they're gonna have this BBW event. I've heard them talking about it. People, people making waves about it. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's be honest. Let's, let, let's be honest. Let's, let, let's do some more real talking. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah we got Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? You know, brothers, you know what I'm saying. We, we black men. Yeah, My we girl do. is voluptuous and beautiful and intelligent all at the same hey, time. Hey, shout out to you, girl, for holding you down, man. Because ain't nothing like real black love, you know? And, and I just want to tell y'all, you know, we say BBWs, but really that's they turn. We know what real women look like out in these city streets, and I think that there's going to be a whole bunch of them at this event. Vic might not be single after this event. <laughs> they say that. I don't think he's going to be single after this event, man. I don't know if he's going to make it all the way through, bro. I like look at this point. I'm just ready for whatever. So bring it on. If y'all claiming I'm not going to be single after this event, but I'm like, bring it on. At this point, bring it on. You gonna get out there. He gonna get a dance with somebody. He gonna fall on the floor and wonder what happened to him. You gonna be dazed, having Tweety Birds flying around. Listen, I done survived juice parties at FAMU. Oh, I done some juice parties, boy. I done survived Ooh. homecoming parties at FAMU. Ooh, boy, so boy, boy, boy. nothing they can't do can bring up. Listen, I might have to listen. His wife might be mad at me. His lady might be mad, at me, but we might have to take him to FAMU homecoming. You know. Look, man. When I was in, when I was eighteen, before I. Um, went to college. I went on a tour through colleges around the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And at one point, my parents wanted me to come. You know, they got to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. My younger sibling. Man, I went to a fraternity party at FAMU. I think it was the Q-Dogs. Oh, oil spill. Lord. Oh. I knew I couldn't go to FAMU because I knew I wasn't going to go to one daggum class. I wasn't finna go to no classes going to, boy. It was it was bad. Man, listen, I knew I I knew I saw I, some things in that part I ain't never seen before, man. Listen, hey, I went to class. You know the main reason I went to class to see all the fine ass women on <laughs> campus <laughs> to see all the fine ass. Guy. I'm just I'm just being honest. You know that's what kept me going to class. You know I'd be like, God damn, I'm just being honest. You know, and have to and listen, fellas, if you to my young fellas, you might want to make. You know, um, friends with them females in class because they're going to study and they're going to check in with you about class. They're going to be like, hey, did you go to so-and-so class? Hey, there's your conversation starter. And if you got notes that's good, you end up putting you on game. And listen. You don't want to go to class. You're paying all this money to mm-hmm. go to school. You don't want to go to class because you're part of it. Guess what? If you go to class and they didn't, you got them notes, you might get something back. I'm not making no Listen, no God. Listen, well, we just dropping facts, you know. You might, uh, you might also before a big test, you know, you might want to study with somebody because you never know. You just never hey, know. Listen, there was times when I was in college and they had study groups, and the study groups unfortunately be all women because the guys were out partying and stuff like that. Right? Mm-hmm. You being the male presence in the room, you don't know what 
what you might gain a friend that might become a CEO of a company. You don't know. Exactly. And if you make friends with those people and you show that you're actually willing to put in the work, and I know how hard college is. Yes, I know I do too. We know how hard college is. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to come out of that. They might hook you up with somebody that end up being the right one for you. So to yeah. all my people out there that listen to Liquor Talk exclusive series, mm-hmm. and you still in school, you at HCC, you at USF, you at St. Leo, you at SPC, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. If you at FAMU, if you at BCU, if you hell, if you even at Florida you at State, Miami, you know, uh, you at whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I want to tell you, it is worth going to school. It is worth getting a degree. We need more black professionals. That's exactly what it is. What's now? What's something you want to tell your mom? Seeing as how Mother's Day is tomorrow, what's a message you got for your mama? Uh, my mom is special. Let me tell you why my mom is special. Mm-hmm. I'm telling everybody on Liquor Talk exclusive series, yeah. first of its kind. Um, I was homeschooled. Oh, wow. At the elementary school. Ooh, and I don't wow. think people, at the time that I was homeschooled, no black people, very, very few across the country, were homeschooled. And my mom made the sacrifice of being a homemaker and my teacher through all my formative years. And I graduated high school. And I, I, I graduated with a 4.0. And I got out of college and I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I, my sister's graduated. My brother's in fire school. And my youngest brother's about to become an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell my mom how much I love you, how much I appreciate you. I have never forgotten what you've done. And I, every day that I live, I realize that the, the things that I did not want to do and did not like to do that you made me do, it made me part of the man of who I am today. So I want to tell you, I love you. Um, your roots from Alabama live deep inside of me. And I want to tell you that I'm going to make you proud no matter what it is that I do in this world. But that's for Happy Mother's Day, which is tomorrow, May the 11th of 2019. I can't yeah. believe we're in 2019. I can't May. believe it either. We're half, almost halfway through the year. What is this, May? Second yes, we're in May. May. Yes. Almost the third week in May, man. We yeah. are rolling through May. Are we supposed to be like the Jetsons and have flying cars and stuff like that by now? Where my flying car at, man? Come on, I man. don't got no flying car. Listen. I got a Honda. <laughs> listen, I feel you the same way in my kid, but listen. What you got to tell you about your mom, man? What do you want to say to your mom? This mom? is a two-parter. The other part is going to come on the other part. Look at the next look talk. But mom, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I love my mom because she, as a single mother, she did that damn thing. You know, she made it happen. It some some things it broke her heart. You know, it's like, and mom, I do want you to know I completely forgive you because even when I was mad with you and didn't want to do nothing with you, you still kept knocking on the door. Like, and and also she admitted when she was wrong because to me, if you can come to me, exactly, if you can come to me and say I messed up, that's that's big in my book. That'll help me. Really want to deal with you more, so and also and also that's why I give credit to your hometown of Duval because sometimes just ride, ride oh. through Duval, riding down Bay Meadows or whether it's Bay Meadows or it Ocean is. or Beach, you know, ride through Duval with my mom in the passenger seat. You know, we just be talking about stuff, and she sometimes she told me she shows me that human side. And mom, listen, you're gonna have to be patient on them grandbabies. Cause I'm not gonna lie, the last time I oh, went to Oh boy. The last time I went to Jackson, my mom was like, Well, you gonna have some grandbabies. And she said she doesn't have to be an African American woman. I'm like, uh, you might say that, but I say differently. Thank you, mom, for the vote of confidence, but um 
But um, I'm going to hold out for a African-American. Yes. A real queen. A real queen that you would get along with and don't be looking at sideways, you know. Because, because you got to wonder if they know what's what. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because I, I need somebody that you're not going to size them up and just belittle them before they even walk in the door. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's crazy because despite all the things that I've been through, and I'm sure Vic has been through a lot too. Mm-hmm. I still have the outlook that my very best days are in front of me. I feel like we have so much potential that we don't tap into. And I, I'll be the first to say it's a lot of work, man. Mm-hmm. But going from BOJ to Liquor Talk and all beyond, we may be syndicated one day. Who knows? We may be up there on Steve Harvey level one day. Who, who knows? We may be the new Tavis Smiley. Steve, we're coming we come for all y'all, by the way. We're coming for all y'all. Steve can't be up there forever. You know, since you don't... I, I feel bad that your show got canceled, Steve. I, I really do, but you shouldn't have told all them people to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know Steve has said some things yeah. that's uh, not yeah. quite agreeable to the community, but there's no perfect people out there. Maybe the only perfect perfect person that existed may may have been Jesus. And that's probably about it. Yeah. But um to all my black people, no matter what you're going through, yeah. right now, yeah. I love you. I want to encourage you. Do not give up. If you are still breathing oxygen on the planet Earth, I want to tell you that's because you have a purpose in this life. If you need to seek help, if you need to talk to someone, find someone who you can talk to. But do not give up. We are going to come together. We are going to do better. And we are going to make our community the best community in the world. Yes, we have to. And like I said, I want to tell my guests, thank you for coming through. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to have you. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that you'll be a contributor to Liquor Talk. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you need me, man, you just got to give me a buzz. You know that. Yeah. And listen to my black folks out there. I hope everybody, all my viewers out there, I hope y'all enjoyed this experience of another level of Liquor Talk. And we hope to bring you more of this. Like I said, if you want to be a guest or just comment, just let me know. Hit Hit me up in the inbox. We will definitely set set it up for you. I'm your boy V, the educated brother. Normal look talk. We'll be coming back soon. That's how I want to tell my guests thank you. And we will see you next time. You have been listening to the Liquor Talk exclusive series right here on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and all the other streamings. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.